0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line.
1: Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? Hey,
0: I just I just discovered this new thing on, on the Skype. Have you ever played with the emojis?
1: No. I so only use it to call of, you.
0: In honor of the cold front coming in, can you can you see like snow coming down? What do you see? Do you see anything when I do that?
1: I just see you in your background. But hold on, maybe it's because it's not full screen.
0: Okay, why don't you get get on full screen? And then and then I'm going to hit you. I'm going to okay. hit you with some with some mistletoe. How about that?
1: There's <laughs> mistletoe. I don't I don't Here's, know if
0: I like that, but it is the season, man.
1: Uh, oh yeah, because look, no. there's a. Okay. It's reindeer. I just sent you. There's a reindeer. reindeer. Yeah. There's snow.
0: There's a there's a laughing Santa santa emoji anyway so that, how's it going with you
1: the, that's like finding new sounds over here on the board to play with where i could change my voice oh yeah i mean i haven't hit anybody with this yet i don't think there's a use for it here but it's there we're,
0: we're gonna get to that we've got to find a use for the
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're children That's great
1: I mean, I don't know what you were trying to say there, Michael. That was really inappropriate.
0: I do that all the time. He has to bleep me all the time. I don't know how much editing he does just to...
1: Zero. Yeah. I just put in the, uh, <laughs> the explicit tag if, if an F word slips out. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Yeah, sometimes. Because this is 23 Personnel Podcast. Brought to you by Sports Drink, Michael. Do you know that? Episode 321, 300. And 21 episodes of this nonsense we called on the 23 Personal Podcast. Although there were a handful of episodes where we were come and talk it, which was yeah, it was a decent name. It was
0: brief, it was, it was brief, it was good.
1: Pre owned, <laughs>
0: yeah. <Pre-owned> anyway,
1: <laughs> the sports drink, though, is a newly created internet community that tries to bring the intersection of sports and not sports, much like your boys here on the 23 Personal Podcast, where you bring food and sports. They are here to help us grow and hit on your favorite team. Right lists all about. So go check them out online or on social go to sportstring.org. You can see our lovely faces there when you look check on check out click on our show information there. You can find all kinds of other sports podcasts under the 23 oh under the Sportstring umbrella and you can check them out on uh, Instagram. Type an at sport string that's spelled like sport string, but without the vowels. All that we ask is you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. We didn't. Uh, we didn't hit the had read last week, but you know, we're not beholden to anybody, Michael. Let's just let's just make that clear.
0: We're we're on our own pirate ship. Well, and in segue, uh, unintentional, but last week we had more important news to get to. Yeah, speaking we just, of pirates, we yeah. just we just wanted to dive right in and. Needed to address that right away.
1: Yeah, I I, I believe uh, his memorial service was today.
0: It so was, it was. I wasn't able to watch it, but um,
1: I wasn't I, I wasn't able to make it.
0: Oh, you weren't able to make it either.
1: Mm-hmm. There or the personal one, back home with his family in Utah. So here he
0: am Well, oh yeah, he was from Utah, didn't he?
1: Well, I don't think he was f- from Utah. I think he's from Wyoming, but I think he had family oh, back it's in Wyoming. Utah.
0: Okay. I read swing your sword. Gosh, 12 years ago or something. I I need to, I need to revisit it. It's been a while.
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't read it.
0: I don't have it. I borrowed it from somebody. Maybe he's listening and he'll let me borrow it again and I'll let you borrow it. Ace man, you still got swing your sword. Send, (laughs) Send it my way. You know where I live.
1: Anyways, uh, we've got some football to talk about, not doing the bowl game prep. Nope. We're going to hit you with that the day before the game next week, post Christmas. Don't know what, a, if that's a good idea or not, but we've got uh football recruiting news to talk about. Signing day is tomorrow or the early signing period starts tomorrow, Wednesday, the 21st. We've got an update on who's expected to sign if they're coming early. Uh, some transfers in a commitment I'm going to transfer going out, which I hated to see who of the signings. Uh, wait, did I already say that they're who's coming in early? Probably 10. There's going to be 10 early enrollees from the signing class. Uh, Portal news. There was a guy announcing he was coming back and then we'll talk basketball because uh, you, you, you won on Saturday, which you were supposed to, but you finally played well against a poor opponent the first time in several weeks, so that was something. All right, we got Michael back. Yeah, we were talking about basketball. You, uh, you Texas Tech, played against a much inferior opponent on Saturday, Jackson State. You dispatched them by 50. But it's the first time you, you've played against a poor opponent and then actually did what you were kind of expected to do we'll talk about that some drama surrounding the basketball program transfer that was that's now not i don't know some personal things that i don't know that's it's not like here or there but just weirdness michael so yeah we'll just we'll start with 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 football that's what we do you ready
0: yes i am ready
1: let's do it Himself made two guys miss touchdown to now the end zone picked off it, and it's picked off pick six jeffers slider able to escape and then picked off back to back turnovers and one running the other way 20, back down the touchdown pick six 70 yards Marquise Waters play fake finds tharp again and First collegiate touchdown. The deep ball down the middle. That's caught. Touchdown. Texas Tech. Miles price. 39 yards for the score. Actually, 30. Intercepted. Picked off at the 20-yard line. Smith to throw it. Has a man downfield. And Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks through the left side. To the five. Touchdown. Red Raiders. Smith. Little time thrown to the back of the end zone. Cut! Touchdown.
0: Tied at 38. Three seconds to go. 62 yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good.
1: All right. Bowl games are underway, Michael. You been watching any bowl games? Nah, not
0: really. I, I mean, I, I caught a little bit of the two I wanted to mention. Actually, no, just one. Uh, I caught a little bit of Cincy losing to Louisville, which I kind of expected with their coach moving on. But I was 24-7 to 7 in the Fenway Bowl. Wasn't ever really even close, but... No, I haven't. I, I feel almost ashamed to say that. I watched a little bit of Liberty versus, Liberty versus Toledo before we started tonight, but just wasn't really that into it. So I was, I was good to come on the pod. I don't feel like I missed any super important football just now. Have you watched any?
1: I've watched zero snaps.
0: <laughs> Look at us. OK, well, we won't have to talk about it much. I just I wanted to kind of keep an update on these games as they went. I had a little bit of a, just kind of keeping up with the the new Big 12 teams as well. So like I mentioned, since he lost to Louisville 24 to 7, BYU squeaked by SMU 24, 23 and then in the New Mexico Bowl. And then let's see on the 22nd. Which is Thursday, which Thursday. is when, which is when a gigantic cold front is supposed to hit. It's all West Texas, but also North Texas and West Texas. Baylor versus Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl there in Fort Worth. It's going to be twenty um, something degrees. They're hope they're hopeful that it's twenty something degrees.
1: Is is a is a pass going to be thrown in this game, Michael?
0: I I believe so. I mean, it's the Air Force, right? They're known for for passing. (laughs) Is that true?
1: I I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Maybe not. Uh, Houston versus Louisiana in the Independence Bowl on the 23rd. And then uh, before we reconvene, also there will be Oklahoma State versus Wisconsin and guaranteed rate. Actually, that may be the day we record.
1: Yeah, that'll be the day we record the 27th.
0: So that might be going on while we record. I can't remember what what time it is. So a couple of Big 12 bowl games that I'll loosely be keeping an eye on, but you know, it's kind of more of a sicko thing if I watch the Baylor versus Air Force one just because I know it's going to be so cold. And yeah, yes. Air Force, really looking for them to just, I mean, 50 passes a game through the air, that's their thing.
1: You know, that would be an actually really interesting fit if they went like that makes too much super, sense. Super, super air raid. Like never yeah. run the ball. Just absolute.
0: Just everything is some sort of pitch. J- just Mike Leach, circa two thousand six, where there, just everything. There, there are no handoffs. There are no anything aside from yeah, just a little short
1: pass. The the run game is like a a jet sweep where the quarterback crosses yeah. it forward, which is technically a pass. Yep. Or like a tunnel screen or like a shovel past the receiver they running back at the, behind the line of scrimmage air force listen up you need to do that drop the the triple option bull crap that's not your game
0: yeah come on guys you're you're kings of the air Literally, support the troops in
1: your name air force it's in the name and you can't do anything but run the ball stay on the ground i don't you're missing the boat or the plane. air
0: force oh you're missing in the boat are, are we are we on the navy now
1: no couldn't care less. okay okay all right uh recruiting updates there's yes. a big uh there's a big flurry of activity this weekend michael this was um the last weekend for official visits before signing day signing day the early signing period starts tomorrow wednesday the 21st can i say this is a really weird weekend to make an official visit
0: oh it's graduation everyone's just kind of things are just in chaos not in chaos but it's just kind of odd does that seem weird to make an official visit i never had the chance
1: no i don't know i it didn't make it didn't come up i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um you had i think something like six recruits in town one of them was already committed, so you had five uncommitted on an unofficial visit. On Sunday, you got three of those five to commit. You got a three or four-star defensive end, depending on where you look. Uh, defensive end Dylan Spencer, six five, two fifty, flipped his commitment from University of Texas. This may have been his spot was taken up by a flip that UT got. Either way. Big dude, uh, loved that frame, especially on a on an incoming freshman. I mean, my goodness, yeah, uh, he could fill out to be a Tyree Wilson
0: very yeah. soon, and he could still be growing. Still you know. could be, yeah, six five at that age. Who knows?
1: Then you got a linebacker Justin Horn who flipped from Louisiana, six two two oh one. Um, he is coming here to play football and run track. I don't know if you if you guys have been seeing the uh, the speed tracker or the whatever it's called on, on Twitter. They talk about the number of of players with the speed tag. Texas Tech has the most, and what that what that indicates is that player is has recorded a verified sprint time of whatever the distances are. I, I don't know, but whatever that distance is faster than 75 percent of other players at the same position
0: well and that's what
1: top quartile
0: speed yeah that's what mcguire and blanchard have been saying since they got here is just they're they're looking for speed they're looking for guys that run track and i think it's a good place to start so yeah those, those measurables are very important to them so um not surprising that they're zeroing zeroing in on a guy who's pretty darn
1: quick yeah but you you also need to you know balance speed and size right i I know we went with uh we tried to go with quick speed uh early on in the kingsbury era and it just destroyed the roster with a bunch of undersized individuals who were playing out of position jackson richards comes to mind uh poor guy was like a linebacker deep like Maybe a def- like a, a rush defensive end, and at the end of his career was playing defensive tackle. Like he's, this isn't this isn't his spot. Anyways, yeah. Uh, at two hundred pounds, you would expect that that frame to to hopefully fill out a little bit as an incoming freshman. Uh But maybe maybe that that position he rolls back to more of a DB so he can maintain his his size or something close to it, uh, and not speed. And then you picked up a transfer commit from Louisiana Monroe defensive tackle Quincy Ledet. Uh, originally out of West Orange Stark High School here in Texas. He's a 6'2", nearly 300-pound defensive tackle. We'll have two seasons of eligibility left. Uh, so far in a season, has played more than 1,000 defensive snaps, 75 tackles, six TFLs, and four sacks. So certainly somebody you would love to see. And that rotation on the defensive line behind Tony Bradford and Jalen Hutchings. Now, the rest of the class, um, outside of, I've seen uh, comments that two of your commits will not sign. I don't know if it's, they won't sign to, they won't sign with this, uh, this cycle. If they'll sign it in February or if they've been essentially processed out and they're just listed as a commit. I don't know. But you've got 10 early enrollees. So they will be joining Texas Tech and the Red Raider roster in January. Starting with quarterback Jake Strong, 6'2, 195 three star guy from Justin, Texas. Running back on An- Anquan Willis, 6'2, 210 three star from Wichita Falls. Two offensive linemen, Caden Carr, 6'5, 315 from Lubbock Cooper. Daniel Sill, 6'5, 290 from College Station. You got two defensive linemen, Jaden Cofield and Braden Rigsby. Cofield is 6'2", 340. That's a big dude. Probably may need to cut a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know the nutrition program he's on out there. Is it Manor or Manor? Oh,
0: man. I, I would go with Manor, just Manor. knowing how things are so pronounced think, here.
1: Yeah, I, I I think that's one of those towns that's listed like, is it a Texas town you don't know how to say?
0: Yeah, like Mahaya or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, then Rigsby, Braden Rigsby, 6'2, 290 from Woodville. Woodville. Uh, linebacker Mikel, Michael, Dingle, 6'2, 215. He's a composite three-star. He's the only person I, I, I did that because he was the only person with was as a two-star, but other services had him as a three. But he's coming out of Duncan, South Carolina. Defensive backs, Brendan Jordan, six foot one eighty from Mansfield. Uh, three-star guy, Jordan Sanford, 5'11", 185, four-star from Arlington. And then Chapman Lewis, 6'1", 180 from Burleson. So those are your guys coming in early. Love to see some linemen coming in. Go ahead and jump in on the nutrition program. Obviously, the, the quarterback room is awfully thin. Um, so love having Jake Strong coming in. And then that that safety man, Jordan Sanford, that four-star there's uh, there's some some hype there that he may be competing for for some playing time as early as next season. Wow. Definitely helps that he's as highly rated as he is and will be here in January. I, I
0: just like that there are a lot of linemen in this entire class. That seems like something that, especially from the high school level, we haven't seen as much in the last couple of regimes. Seeing yeah. some offensive linemen and defensive linemen coming in. Yeah, and then, then trying to build something <laughs> from you know from them at 18 or 19 as opposed to just transfers.
1: Yeah, the offensive, high school offensive linemen, you've got four of them committed. Uh, defensive linemen, you've got another four, five, if you count Isaiah Crawford, the linebacker slash defensive end from post, who's a four-star. He was your first commit in this class uh Crawford 64225 listed as like either an outside linebacker or a defensive end um so yeah you've got f- four offensive linemen five defensive linemen uh and you didn't go super heavy on skill players which is a change from a previous <laughs> coaching staff um, yeah yeah but you are you got one quarterback, two running backs. Uh, the rest of the class starts off with running back, Jamari Davis, 5'11", 170, three-star guy from Clarendon. And you've got wide receiver Tyrone West, 6'2", 194, star from Humble, right?
0: I think so. I
1: think the H is silent. Damarian Crest, 6'3", 185, three-star from El Paso. Kelby Valson, 6'2", 175, three-star from Arlington. Your other offensive linemen are Dylan Shaw, 6'4", 300. Nick Fatigue, I'm I'm butchering all these names. I understand that. Both are three-star guys. Shaw's from Corpus Christi. Uh, Nick, I'll just call him Nick, from League City. Your defensive lineman, Ansel Nador, 6'3", 245 from Round Rock. Amir Washington, 6'2", 260 from Orange. Uh, Justin Horn is the transfer or the, the... the flip we got this past weekend, Isaiah Crawford already mentioned that John Curry, 6'4", 205, three-star from right here in Lubbock, Coronado. Defensive backs, Marcus Ramon Edwards, 6'3", three-star from Lubbock, Trinity Christian. And then defensive back, Marquez Macho Stevenson, 6'2", 175 from Shreveport. You should, should,
0: should I have named my daughter marquez so i could call her macho is macho a common nickname for marquez
1: no I, okay I, for, for for both of those questions michael oh okay <laughs> you <laughs> should not have named your daughter you it, it appropriately passed on naming her marquez macho
0: okay well all right live and learn uh,
1: okay we are also not naming our daughter marquez
0: i know you have the chance to write this <laughs> terrible wrong <laughs>
1: we are also going to and you're pass. not gonna
0: take it oh, Spencer. uh Spencer so 24/7 I, I looked at the composite rankings just to kind of see or the you know where tech falls so currently with these with the 26 commits that are ex- all expected to sign sitting at 22nd in the country um, I, I know that a lot of people were kind of I, I think tech was number one or two there for a brief period yeah. which was great loved it made the athletic uh you know, number two was Notre Dame, I think at the time. So bring it on I mean give us all that publicity you can, but we all knew that that was just kind of due to number of commits versus yada, 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 whatever math. So now text down to twenty two, which is by far the highest class they've had. I don't know did did Kingsbury get that high once? Or, or Tuberville, possibly? I mean, I think Tech kind I of was, settled.
1: I think it was definitely uh, the Tuberville class. It was a 2012 signing class. Yeah.
0: So it's been a while, guys. And I know, I mean, I am not someone who follows recruiting very well, which is unfortunate because I co-host a podcast about Texas Tech athletics, but recruiting has never been my thing but I will acknowledge how important it is. And I just like seeing overall trends and those that I, something I can kind of quantify so much as opposed to I'm not football savvy enough to pick out um, you know, a high schooler's film and think, oh, well, this guy's going to be great. But going from where Tech's been, 70s, 80s in the rankings, um, I think they were in the 40s. They kind of settled in the 40s as a, good year Mm -hmm. for the last several years 40s was like hey all right well it's it's something um 22 man 22 right now uh texas tech is currently fourth in the big 12 they're behind tcu which kind of makes sense but also really hurts because those are almost the exact same guys you're recruiting against um but yeah texas won ou2 but as far as the new big 12 is concerned uh, well, I don't have BYU or anybody else pulled up, so I can't say that with certainty. But anyway, they're number two behind TCU if you take out Texas and OU. So there's there's that. Um, but I, I'm very excited with where this has been heading. It's been kind of gaining momentum since McGuire stepped foot on campus. And uh, Blanchard, I definitely don't want to leave him out. I think he is crucial to what tech's been able to do on the recruiting trail with evals with boots on the ground with uh you know talking with kids too so he's he's crucial i don't want to just give credit to mcguire but those guys have done the work um they are getting guys before other people see them and kind of being everyone else's evals too a little bit Mm -hmm. but i i think what we're going to find out is the guys that McGuire and Blanchard first latch onto. Um, yeah, they may get offered from quote unquote bigger programs, but they're not going to forget the guys that kind of helped put them on the map in the first place because they saw something special. I just ran it for a while. I don't know where I was going with that. Spencer aside from I'm really encouraged to see the, uh, the recruiting rankings where it's landed. It's important stars matter getting players in getting them in as early as you can and keeping them here as long as it makes sense to keep them here it's it really matters a lot i like where it's headed
1: yeah so i wanted to go back you were talking about the highest rated class uh what i found was 2011 uh and that class finished out at at least a quarter of the 24 seven sports class rating at 19th and we was so that Amaro
0: can, and grant and stuff we, like that.
1: Yeah. We, we consider that class like just riddled with uh high level contributors and the best maybe ever class, which is like you're, you're flirting with that now with McGuire's first full season of recruiting this class, yeah. the 2011 class included defensive tackle Delvon Simmons uh, Tight end Jason Morrow, running back Kenny Williams, offensive tackle Raven Clark, uh, offensive lineman Tony and Alfredo Morales's, Morales, Morales Morales, running back slash wide receiver Bradley Marquez, defensive end Brandon Jackson, uh, JUCO receiver Marcus Kennard, uh criminally underrated running back DeAndre Washington, defensive end Leon Mackey, Derek Edwards, Cooper Washington, Matt Wilson. Kendrick Evans, J.J. Gaines, Ronnie Daniels, unfortunately never made it to campus, Jakeen Grant, Sam McWavin, Blake Dees, Donnell Wesley, Dante Phillips, Jeremy Reynolds. So that class. Uh, Pete Robertson was also part of that class. Um, weirdly, so I, I, I dialed it back a couple years. The class following the 2007 year, was ranked 79th (laughs) following the 2008 year. uh, Sorry, the the 2008 signing class, if this page will ever load. So the 2008 class, yeah, the 2008 would have followed the 2007 season, was ranked 75th. The 2009 class following 2008 was 39th. So even capitalizing off of that season right you hit 39th uh and then since then your classes have been 40s 60s 70s so this year you're up there um high 20s with still some space to go you've you've still got a couple guys on the on on your radar uh and you're definitely looking at, at some transfer guys too there's um one of the guys that was in town that left uncommitted was the transfer wide receiver from Austin P dre McCrae probably the fastest guy out there that you would definitely want to to get your hands on and then I believe it's a syracuse linebacker transfer um both those guys may be waiting out for the February signing period or they may be announcing tomorrow or maybe I missed it by the way, you are well on your way to signing your best recruiting class ever. You've got this group coming in tomorrow. One quarterback, two running backs, four offensive linemen, three receivers, um, four defensive linemen or maybe five, two or three linebackers depending on how that, that one goes between them, and then two five defensive backs. Very balanced. All the way across. You're not loading up on one position. You're basically recruiting a team which yeah. is really what you need to be aiming for you <laughs> you know you need to recruit an entire team every year um and then you'll fill in spots as you know allowed by the ncaa i think they're allowing classes to be a little bit larger um and all that kind of stuff with transfers or all that kind of whatever so signing day wednesday uh lots of exciting news excitement surrounding the program as just a bunch of new faces coming in. I uh, want to talk about the roster really quickly um I know we talked about Adrian Fry I, I it looks like the the book he's written he's played his senior his super senior season this past year. he t- played in 49 career games over five seasons. Wow uh, so I don't think he's coming back I don't I don't know what I what I was thinking I, I, I believe Fry is done. Um, since we last recorded two more Red Raiders have hit the portal, uh, defensive back, Kobe minor, and then defensive tackle, Philip Bleedy. Who I think, um, the transfer from ULM was meant to, to offset Quincy Ladette, I think was a Bleedy type grab. Um, and then the last one of the other people we were waiting to hear from Rashad Williams officially makes it official, will be coming back for the 2023 season. Uh DeRuiter announced it, and then Williams himself made the announcement. So that's exciting to have him back. The last person I think has got the longest shot is Kosai Eldridge. They are trying to get an audit or an appeal done on one of his JUCO seasons to make sure to see if he played in four or fewer games so he can have that be a red shirt season. Um, but otherwise he would have exhausted his eligibility this past season and will be done. That would be great to have him back. It would be. Um, but I don't know how they, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they, they can track it. Some, I don't know if like they've got people watching games and trying to see if he comes in the game or if they're just going off the stat sheets and the participation reports. And if those are accurate, but they're, uh, from what, what I've heard, they're, they're doing the research to see if he's played in an amount of games that would allow him to redshirt for that season and have one more left. So they'll probably
0: have their ruling, what, November 30th of next year?
1: Oh, yeah, well past, uh, yeah. That sounds right.
0: That's probably when they'll convene.
1: So we'll do our, our uh, full-on uh, preview of the game next week. It'll be after Christmas, day before the game. Um, now that we've got some, some ideas on, on rosters and, uh, how all that's going to shake out, uh, players and reports of players, uh, participating or not. So we'll get to that next week, day before the game. Then we'll probably, if Michael's up for it, hit you with a uh, instant reaction Wednesday night, it'll be late, but we'll just watch yeah, the we'll, Texas Tech victory. So I'll be I know. Well, you'll, you'll.
0: You're, you ended up not going, right? You were going to go, but then yeah, I was
1: to? I was trying to, to work it out with with my brother. He's got to work all that week, so I would have been going essentially by myself. Ah, uh, yeah. So it, it wouldn't have been like me going to Dallas and then going down from there. It would have been me going to Houston and then, which I'm. It's doable, right? Like grown adults can travel on their own, get a hotel room <laughs> and a ticket, and go to a football game all on their own. Um. But it's, we just decided not to.
0: Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. I we'll we'll see we'll see because we'll be there and I'll, I've got about an hour drive afterwards to get back to where we're staying. We'll figure something out.
1: Or maybe I just do it solo.
0: Who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll be short. Do, but but you know you've got a man on the scene. You've Got to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah. You and uh, I, b- I believe the gauchos will be there too.
0: Oh, there'll be a lot of gauchos there. Yeah.
1: Oh, and and uh, picadors. Picadors, picadors, and gauchos. Hey, speaking of, Michael, mm. um, there was a there was a tease there on phase three coming out here pretty soon. Oh, phase eyeball three emoji. of the gaucho-verse? Yeah, eyeball emojis. Okay,
0: eyeball emoji. Let's let's keep it glued. Keep it also, glued to the gaucho Twitter.
1: We talked about it uh, last week. Um, we are trying to reach out to the Seeing Scarlet podcast to get them crossover podcast episode with them. Uh, they re- they record and release their first full episode. Uh, it was on Mike Leach. If you haven't heard it, it is um, Kelsey and Sibby, which I believe is short for Sibyl, but don't quote me on that because I have not. <laughs> I don't have any confirmation, but she goes by Sibby. Um, they had a uh, Mike Leach tribute episode to launch their podcast, and what a way to get get started! Um, if you yeah. haven't heard it, you go go check it out. But we are trying to get them on. Um, she is a small business owner. Shelby is a small business owner wrapping up a fury of Christmas sales and activity. So this was not a good time. And probably she's going to want some time off.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So
1: we're going to try to get her on soon, her and or Sibby, both. We'll see. But uh, another great addition to the Texas Tech Podcast Sphere, Seeing Scarlet.
0: Yes. Go follow them. Go check them out. I listened to that episode as well. It's good to get to know them a little bit, where they came from, how they got here. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I I think it was Sibby who was born and raised here and just stuck around. And then Shelby was born and raised to...
1: No, it's okay. It's not her fault. She was born a, Di- a an Aggie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But learned came learned, around. Learned the air of her ways and came to came to be a, a red raider, honestly, and now she's uh on the East Coast in North Carolina, I believe, running her business, but is uh still producing some fine red raider fare. She's got a website at Etsy store. She makes these like key and ring bowls, plates. What would you call that? Or are you like, you drop the keys. A dish, yeah, for like your keys or wallet or jewelry. They're wooden. Yeah, but it's got the guns up. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah they're really cool.
1: So uh, it's too late for Christmas orders, but, you know, if you need an idea for, you know, yourself. <laughs> Anyways, um, like I said, we're going to try to get them on here pretty soon, maybe in, in early January. Um, they are hoping to cover not only like women's sports, but all of Texas tech athletics, but I think they're going to try to give a, a, a good perspective and micros, not microscope magnifying glass on the world of women's sports at Texas tech. Cause that's just something that, uh, I don't think there is decent coverage out there for, for those, those athletes whether it's volleyball soccer softball basketball track ourselves
0: included i mean we we talk about it when we've watched something but but yeah it's it's kind of hard to carve out time to do all of it and so for sure the more the merrier and just the fact that women's sports is so much more accessible than it ever was before it's just it just makes it better for everybody Because I don't remember how, I mean, it seems like just even a few years ago, it was impossible to watch a Lady Raiders game on TV unless it was a conference game. And then even then, it had to be a quote-unquote big conference game sometimes.
1: Yeah, it was like versus Baylor or Texas on the Longhorn Network or something. Right, right.
0: It was really tough. But now, I mean, I'm able to watch a bunch of them. It's great.
1: Yep. Okay. Are you ready for basketball? I
0: I can't I I can't do this. But yes, yes you I'm can't great. take
1: it seriously. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. All right, let's get into basketball. Here comes Stevenson. Spins out. he's stuck back by the Ooh. freshman sensation Smith. Pass over the top of Borman and a crowd strip.
0: Crossover in the line
1: to Owens! Now the shot clock is at three, Mooney spins, fires. Oh, he got it to go! Edwards with a three, good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Ready doubled into Tariq, oh, Andrew puts it down! ready Oniassi, throw it in! Shot clock down to five, got the screen, here's a three. Separation. on oh, oh. big shot. Woo. Stepping up big time. Dagger. Over oh, with the oh. dish. ODS. Oh. Oh. And one. He can tie it at the line. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. All right. Ten games in. The Red Raiders are 8-2 on the season. They absolutely demolished Jackson State in Houston. In the HBCU Coaches Classic, was it Coaches Against Racism?
0: Coaches, yes. Coaches versus, yes.
1: Coaches versus, versus, versus. racism. There was like a four-team event down there. Um, I I watched part of the game. I listened to part of the game. Uh, and I assume it's because of the facility they were in. But our man Jeff Haxton sounded like he was calling that game on a, kin, a tin can and a string.
0: He was... Definitely on his cell phone. Uh, we were out running errands during that time. And by running errands, I mean doing Christmas shopping. But uh, I, I listened to the game a little bit. I know the game was delayed like 10 or 15 minutes, and I wasn't really for sure why. And I don't know if Hacks was the, ever
1: for sure why. I think the previous game ran long.
0: Yeah, maybe... But I knew that he basically just had to set up from his cell phone, and so he was cutting out when he would get excited.
1: Oh my gosh! There were times that he was yelling; it was just like it just went silent. Like, yeah, well, just I know heard- he was yelling a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Allen with the
0: it was just KJ Allen highlights. Basically, he would just cut out on. So, I I kind of just I knew we were going to run around, and um, I, I was going to miss getting to watch the game. And with it being on HBCU Go, I really didn't know how accessible it would be to go watch it again. So I kind of just thought, ah, well, dang, I'm just going to miss this one and I'll catch as much of it as I can. Well, lo and behold, there's another channel called The Grio, which I didn't know I think we got a, on Hulu.
1: But, but I think it's a part of the HBCU. Correct.
0: And network. it was, yeah. And so... It's on Hulu, and apparently they either replayed... I think they replayed the game a few days ago on the 18th. The 18th wasn't the day they played it, right? No. Wait. No, they played on the 17th. That, that was Saturday. Yeah,
1: so, so they would have played it on Sunday.
0: So it because I have Texas Tech basketball set to record on Hulu... <laughs> it caught it, that? <laughs> it caught that game on a completely different channel... The next day and so i got to watch the first half of it right before we recorded because i didn't know i just was going through my recordings and happened to see that it caught it and like oh great so i did get to watch at least the first half
1: That first and half you outscored them 52 to 17 oof i, I mean
0: I, I forgot how long of a drought jackson state had but it was it was pretty bad and i think they committed five turnover turnovers in a row to start the game something like that i'm you know, Jackson State was just completely outmanned, basically. Um, they came in, I think, believe the announcer said that they came in averaging 15 turnovers a game, finished the day with 30. Texas Tech had how many points off turnovers? It was like something crazy, 47. 47 points off turnovers. Uh, so, you know, this was one of those games that it it felt good, but it also didn't feel good. Did you get that sense too? I mean, the starting five obviously was, was different. You know, he's Adams is playing with that fifth spot again, uh, with, you know, another injury in, in the starting five, you know, Tyson was back, which is great, but Robert Jennings came in only played 27 or 17 minutes, shot one of four. Uh, and it was a three drain that, but, um, it's just kind of interesting what he's doing with that that fifth spot not handing it to somebody like washington or kj allen or something keeping those guys coming off the bench um and allen of course just manhandled everybody on that team i mean it w- it was a good it was a good day to not have a big on the court and kj allen or obanner just kind of played your bigs but uh i was really impressed with what allen was able to do offensively Around the basket, post moves, um, you know, using the basket to keep the defender from blocking him. Going with reverse layups, the monstrous dunk he had. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, just j- just really impressed with what he was able to do. Seventeen points on five of oh seven of ten shooting. He had fifteen points on seven to ten. I was looking at Demarion Williams, but mm-hmm. the you know I, I got I saw a lot of back and forth on. Oh man! Well, this now this looks more like Green's offense. I'm like, I I don't, I didn't see that. I just think this was a really sloppy game that had 30 turnovers. there was not much of a set offense. They just kind of, they didn't have to. It was 47 points off turnovers. I mean, there was just, I don't remember there being a whole lot of good set offense. It was just they were taking advantage of some high low passes or some guys were making some good plays but um i i didn't look too far into it to the scheme of how the offense worked
1: yeah i don't know if we want to touch that just yet michael because that's um that's one of those rumors that's been out there about the uh the role of a couple of coaches on staff sure in the offense that's being utilized Um, but I, I mean, it's, it's possible. It's, it's probably probable that this result was just a, a talent gap, right? Like Jackson state one in 10 is just that bad. Um, and you were able to out, out talent them. Um, because I mean, you, you've, you've struggled with bad teams previous to this, um, where they, they got hot from three or. They just they just never seem to go away. Where at one point, uh basically the last six minutes of the first half, you went on a twenty-three to zero scoring run, Michael. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was twenty-nine to sixteen. It got to fifty two to sixteen before Jackson State scored another point.
0: Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, it felt good to see. This type of result and to see this game be completely out of hand, you know, 10 minutes in, but maybe less than that. I think it was 23 to eight at one point, just really quickly. So I, I am not going to uh, complain about a win of this magnitude, but I'm with you. I, it, It's just not, oh, well, things are fixed now.
1: No, uh, I, I, I
0: don't. I don't think you're there. I don't think I'm there. There's there's still issues uh, to be had. Defense looked a lot better this time, but I mean, it's just a team that's just not very careful with the ball. So I, I can't take even a lot of that into it uh, into account. But yeah, this was according to Haslametrics, the 301st team in the country. And Tech is about to play the 351st team on Wednesday when they take on Houston Christian, Christian mm-hmm. the artist formerly known as Houston Baptist, which is very confusing because having grown up in Abilene, Abilene Christian was church of Christ. And then Hardin Simmons was the Baptist school and the Texas Christian was church of Christ. And so something Christian going from Baptist to Christ, anyway, that just kind of throws me off. But, uh, that is going to be a similar result or it should be a similar result it should almost be worse cuz it's at home just kind of need to see uh you know how that how that turns out I, I don't know if bacho's still in the boot i haven't been able to keep up with that i think he was during the game last week so you love to see your two bigs unable to play that's just great but uh Dawes after the kind of quote unquote scare from Goodman it sounds like that. How much oh, do we love? Just a big misunderstanding. He was he's so committed to
1: tech. That's great. How much do we love that uh, I mean, whether or not like he was considering leaving and just the information that Goodman had and, and it came out from AMAC himself, is like, uh, despite what people are saying, I'm still committed to Texas Tech, I'm still playing here, I'm still Jason Ring I'm not in the portal. Portal. Yeah. And I guess what what he can what Goodman can kind of fall back on is like I think he said he's expected to transfer.
0: Yes. Uh um, he he had enough qualifiers in there and enough sources and enough whatever to kind of backtrack it a little bit, but yeah, it's not a good
1: look. And yeah, I absolutely love that for Goodman. Love it. Yeah. Um so, yeah, you had five guys in double figures and then three more that, that finished with eight points. Demarion Williams, you talked about, he led all Red Raiders in scoring 17. Five of seven from the field, all seven of those shots were from three, and he had five of them, and then connected on two free throws. KJ Allen had 15 points. He had a run there in the middle. I was looking it up when I was going at the uh, the scoring run tracker. Uh, back when... um. Paxton's microphone just decided to quit working <laughs> Alan had it a dunk that
0: dunk <laughs> yeah he had a
1: dunk a layup he had a free throw after that layup and then another yeah. layup he had um what's that two four five seven straight points in the span of it's about two minutes of game time
0: he uh, had but, a 70 run
1: but yeah four straight possessions for Texas Tech seven points for allen um and it started started with the the biggest play was the dunk and then the and one uh, that, that that's what sent Haxton's uh, microphone to to its eternal rest
0: to orbit. Yeah, it, I, I guess, you know, the good thing about a game like this is you get to see Demarion Williams come alive. And, and you already mentioned him, but I just wanted to throw this out. Yeah, 17 points, 16 minutes. He was very productive in just a short time on the court. Uh, Lamar Washington, of course, got 22 minutes. Kerwin Walton, welcome back. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes on the court, eight points, Elijah Fisher, welcome back again, 14 minutes. So the, these guys getting into the rotation, I mean, I, I hate that, not hate, but I I, I kind of wish that they could get into a rotation in a game where they're not up by 40, you know, mm-hmm. get get a little bit more minutes, get into a little bit of rhythm. It does seem like they have a really quick trigger with a lot of these guys. They, they pull them, quickly uh but well, yeah until
1: uh until jackson state you didn't have the the margin of error to to accept a boneheaded turnover or why did you take that quick <laughs> shot or it's yeah. a fair point <laughs> you know so like if, if if somebody ran to the court and within a couple of seconds just jacked up a just an ugly three like hey what are you doing let's let's what not do j- that we're like we're up by five man <laughs> yeah, like a week ago that was like all right you're gonna sit for a few minutes <laughs> and with with Jackson State it was like hey what are you doing let's let's yeah. let's look for a better shot um so yeah um i'm i guess looking forward to uh the Houston Christian game to see if it's you can get a similar result that what you saw from Jackson i don't expect you to beat teams uh Houston Christian and South Carolina State uh by 50 points i, I don't think that's but still, like you should be beating them comfortably, uh which you haven't been doing against bad teams just yet mm-hmm. um I mean the final scores have been a comfortable like ten points or whatever, but like it was in question until just a couple of minutes left yeah and, and with um who was it was it Georgetown you you took the lead with like a, a minute fifty left no, yeah. no it was Nichols.
0: Nichols, they had that guy foul out with five and a half minutes. That basically, yeah, yeah that was it. That was, it was Nichols that they had the lead. <laughs> basically, on, you know? got won us the game. Um,
1: so yeah, I, I, like like you were pointing out, I want to see some of these guys play a lot more meaningful minute or just more minutes than just a, a you know a minute here or there for like Kerwin Walton, Elijah Fisher, um, you know, see them s- see some shots go in, have some defensive success that kind of thing and, and, and have them feel, you know, just involved. Cause it, it just felt like for whatever reason, the rotation just absolutely like just shrunk to like six or seven guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, like you know, it's probably a combination of several things. Some that we don't know about. Um, and some just the margin of, of, of error was so slim that you couldn't allow learning minutes, if you will. So, right. Uh, Hopefully, you you get more uh, time for guys like that. You'll get it tomorrow, Wednesday, the 21st, Houston Christian. You mentioned number 351, at least according to Haslametrics. Uh, This is a projected 30-point victory. Um, Houston Christian is a team that shoots volume threes, just like Nickel State. Um, I don't have their roster up in front of me anymore. I pulled it down. Mistakenly.
0: Um, Were you searching for the Houston Baptist roster? Is that what threw you off? Probably. Mm. See? It's starting already.
1: It's hard to keep up with. All right. Sorry. Um, Points. Why is this so... They've got a couple of guys averaging up near 15 points a game in Bryson Long and Bonk, Bonky. It's B-O-N-K-E, Maring. Um, They are playing, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game, and then they've got a name of Eastern European origin that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um. He's at, he's playing 31 minutes a game, 12 points, um, on, sorry, I'm trying to read this stat sheet, 64% shooting. Uh, this is nope, 43% shooting. Uh, this is probably a big, nope, six, five guard from Slovenia. That's what Max, he goes by Max number 13. Anyways. Uh, This team has attempted 274 three-point attempts on the season uh, and are hitting just under 37%, whereas Texas Tech, if I can get there really quickly, is shooting much, much fewer than that. Texas Tech has attempted 194 three-point attempts. Uh and is connecting on 345. So almost a hundred more three point attempts has Houston Baptist taken than Texas Tech. Uh their and their percentage is higher. 37 to Texas Tech's 34 and a half. So, Ooh, it, it, so
0: they're volume shooter and they shoot better.
1: And they're pretty good. So this this may be a little bit closer than uh you would want because they're just a better three point shooting game. Like you saw with Nichols and uh you yeah, know, sorry, with Nichols. Um Although Texas Tech opponents are only connecting on thirty less than thirty-two percent of their three-point attempts on the season, so you'd love to see that that trend continue to happen. where you're you're, you're bringing that down. You're holding teams to just under forty percent from the field, where you're hitting almost fifty percent from the field. Um, free throws are about even at seventy-three percent. They're actually two thousandths of a percent off. Mm. Or two thousandths of a point, seven thirty-three to seven thirty-one. Not that you have a a set, you know, free throw defense or something. Texas Tech Tech is scoring seventy-six points per game, giving up sixty-one. Obviously, that's kind of that's going to be a little skewed, even with ten games under your belt with a hundred and two point output. Um, Whereas Houston Christian is scoring just over eighty points per game. Uh, but they are allowing almost 83. Um, Their schedule thus far has included um, an absolute drubbing by the Longhorns, 82 to 31. Uh, They played Florida International champion Christian and beat them 119 to 97.
0: Yeah, that's one of their three wins. Yeah, their three wins are against champion Christian Christian Southwestern Adventist and the University of Maine at Fort Kent, oh,
1: and they beat them a hundred to thirty-three.
0: Yeah, that's that's where I was going. They they've had a lot of lopsided scores, not, not a lot of close games. Uh, well, you know, probably a handful. Uh, Western Michigan only lost by six. Georgia Southern they lost by seven. Rice they lost by nine. Uh, so you know there were some close ones in there, but then went to Missouri, lost 105 to 69, lost to Denver by 10. Uh, just you know, kind of all over the place. Um, coming off of a, a two back-to-back losses, which I didn't know if I don't know if that was in.
1: That's got to be conference game.
0: Maybe so, uh, but no, they played no conference. They played UTRGV eight days apart. In two different locations, they and, played them in and Houston lost, and South Padre and lost both times. Lost both times to the Vaqueros,
1: because they do have uh, New Orleans twice on the schedule, um, Northwestern State twice. Yeah, yeah, so it looks like that may be a, a, a conference game, but they're listed as O and o in conference right now.
0: I don't think it is because it's it would be Southland Conference the I'm looking at their schedule on their website, so it, it has that little SLC next to the conference games. I see that now.
1: Yeah, that's weird that they uh the It's almost the same like team. a
0: baseball midweek series or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, they played them twice. Yeah. Just about a week apart. Anyways, so that's uh, Houston Christian coming in to the USA, United Supermarkets Arena tomorrow, Wednesday the 21st. Um, and then the following week, that, the night that we're recording – be a little bit of an instant reaction as Texas Tech will face number 326 South Carolina State 7 p.m. on ESPN plus both these games ESPN plus both have the same just about same project projected margin of victory 83 to 57 for Tuesday and then 87 56 for tomorrow's game and then your first conference game your three games out from conference play TCU Saturday New Year's Eve uh TCU's up to 52 in the country uh according to Heisman metrics you're down to 49 so that's a really small margin uh but you're going to be on the road this game was you know almost a month ago projected had swung to a projected win for Texas Tech uh it's now a slight two and a half point favorite for TCU um Obviously want to keep an eye on that as we get closer, but you know, we're 11 days out from conference play. Um, we had, you had mentioned that Bacho was out this past weekend. Uh, Mark Adams said that he is hopeful to see if he will be back tomorrow, uh, but definitely not a rush. Obviously um, you definitely want your, your big men back because lower extremity injuries on big guys, can be yeah. uh, uh, one of those lingering things so like you you don't want to rush back Bacho. you don't want to rush, rush back amac um, whether he's out of you know he's out of a cast but in a boot uh, I believe both are shooting but both are being cautious and working on their return as appropriate. So Michael is there anything else with basketball you want to touch on? That's all I
0: got, man. I think I think we should get to. We've got a lot of food to talk about here. Yeah, we did. All
1: right, let's wrap this up with what we learn and then uh, we'll send you on your way for Christmas. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. Right. All right. You added two things. So, Michael, why don't you uh, why don't you hit one of yours first, and I'll I'll do mine.
0: Okay. I I wanted to. <sighs> I, saw, I stumbled upon this on Twitter. This this guy's really... I, I don't know if there's a history here or what, but he at Rob Den Blacker, B-L-E-Y-K-E-R. Anyway, so he started this thread, and he said, okay, let's try this again. Ordering a nothing burger from McDonald's. This time, nothing else in the order. Will they cancel it? Deliver an empty bag? I am doing this so you don't have to. <laughs> and so then it shows a... Uh, a screenshot of what he ordered, which is a cheeseburger. One single cheeseburger, $1.89, with no mustard, no ketchup, no ketchup, no onions, no pickle, no cheese, no meat, no bun, and no salt. He should have left the salt
1: on it, see if they would have delivered uh, a yeah, wrapper with salt.
0: That's very. It, I would have liked that, too. And so he keeps up with it, and he says, this this isn't even the dumbest thing I've spent $9 on, because not not only did he order it through the app or whatever, but he ordered it through DoorDash. And so he actually got a message later from his DoorDasher that said, restaurant is confused as to what you want on your order. And he said he didn't reply. And then spoiler
1: alert, they delivered him an empty wrapper. <laughs> and then he's got an un unboxing video of him opening the bag from McDonald's that was delivered to him for DoorDash. Yes. Uh, and he pulls out the empty wrapper with the ticket on it. It's just paper, just a folded up piece of paper. <laughs> he said he tipped the driver six dollars, so he paid fifteen dollars for nothing.
0: <laughs> so you, that was what I learned. One of the things I learned was that you can order a nothing burger from McDonald's and have it delivered delivered to your door.
1: Excellent. He also, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to wade too far into this, but he says people have complained about ordering nothing border nothing burger. He said my local McDonald's paid its staff fifteen dollars an hour. I'm being a job creator. Let's realize that you sent a dollar eighty nine to McDonald's. The other twelve dollars essentially went to DoorDash and the driver.
0: Oh yeah. Well the dollar eighty nine that went to McDonald's went to a, a person who probably almost took as long to make a burger
1: to figure as they, they would have
0: to figure out is this what's this jackass doing? Do I just well I guess just put the put the wrapper in the bag is yeah i don't know this is going to be on the internet
1: isn't it yeah
0: (laughs) just put the wrapper in the bag he also yeah i'm like you i
1: wish i wish he would have kept the salt (laughs) also goes on to clarify to claim literally saved a cow's life so
0: (laughs) next time he should do it and take everything off but the condiments (laughs) and just see if they give him like a wrapper of mustard and ketchup
1: so the other thing that that bothers me about restaurants is especially ones that charge to add things to your burgers or your, your Mm. whatever you don't get a equivalent saving or discount when you take something off. So like, okay, so water burger has a set regular amount of condiments, right? Mm -hmm. But if you want to add jalapenos, 35 cents, bacon, 55 cents a slice, cheese, 50 cents a slice. But if you order a cheeseburger, take off the cheese, you weren't credited 50 cents back. You could go in, into the, the, the app or whatever and order a, a, a hamburger, not a cheeseburger, right? But, and I'm not, I'm not not like railing on Whataburger. This is not unique to Whataburger. Like plenty of places charge for condiments and add-ons whatever. But they don't give you <laughs> that discount back. So McDonald's literally charged him what they would have charged for their burger, but sent him nothing. They sent him nothing like we will take your money and give you a piece of our wrapping a wrapper
0: paper it's just so bizarre to look at the screenshot of his order yes i would like a cheeseburger no mustard no ketchup no onions no pickle no cheese no meat no bun it's no just just to be clear yeah no
1: salt <laughs> <laughs> sorry I I'm i've got a, one
0: other or do you want to go last
1: you no no go I'm, last? I'm gonna i'm gonna jump in here okay a friend of the show keith patrick The well-connected man he is sent us an invitation yesterday afternoon, Michael. That I was excited to accept. He asked. I was was humbled to
0: be asked, but I I could not. I could not accept. Anyway, proceed.
1: And I tweeted about it, so it's not like I'm spoiling anything. We were asked to help judge a queso cook-off competition, and like I said in the tweet, I don't think there could have been a more natural <laughs> pairing than the twenty-three personnel podcast and a queso competition. Our friends, n- no free ads, because you know if if they want to jump on and be be sponsors of this fine program, they can. But Casey Carpet One apparently holds a very serious qu- internal queso competition, so much so that like. They have they 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 invite people in outsiders to judge it because they've done it for so long and are so competitive that they know each other's crockpots. <laughs> like oh I know that so and so's crockpots I'm not giving them or I I like them so I'm gonna give them a bump or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, the room seven guys. Um, I knew, I knew one of them obviously because Keith Patrick was there. Uh. And then a name I also recognized uh, from Friendship, Chad Smith. Okay. But the other guys may have had some familiar ringing names, but I didn't know them. Anyways, so we're sat down, and we're given tastes of five different quesos, Michael. Five. They had, they had two of them two drop out uh, last minute, unfortunately. So there were five. We could have had seven. Um, and they were given random christmas holiday themed names like they didn't even put the name of the creator on them or the name of the dish itself it was just like the santa claus and the grinch and ebenezer screws and frosty and there was one more and i'm blank on it but
0: oh man i'm sure that was a very heated conversation well we can't tip
1: who is well don't just do
0: the numbers i don't want to be number one well i don't want to be number five yeah I bet that okay. If it's that intense, there was there was some real thought put in behind. Okay, let's do some abstract, Christmassy things.
1: Yeah. Um, unfortunately for the competition, Michael, two of them were disqualified. Oh no! They brought in store-bought queso, like from a restaurant. <laughs> How? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> How was this? How was this discovered? Did they fess well, up? Well, no, no, because it was actually fairly obvious. One of them that brought in was the queso from Torchy's. And if you've had queso oh, from Torchy's, you know they they put avocado. And I it's had so that like,
0: last night. We went to Torchy's last night. It's
1: got a very distinct taste, texture, and yes. with the green avocado or guacamole, and you are like,
0: man, the Diablo sauce they drizzle on it, and all the little that, yeah.
1: queso the uh, cheese crumbles on top. Mm-hmm. So this one, very obvious, and it was like. We weren't told till after the judging, but like we had our thoughts like, man, if somebody made this and like spoofed the, the torchies recipe, like I need, I need to go get that recipe. And then afterwards, like they said, oh, actually two of them were store bought. We're like, yeah, they can't win. Cause the torchies, uh, you know, peek behind the cor- curtain. I don't know if this guy dude's listening. Uh, the torchies queso would have won. Yeah. It had the best flavor and consistency and everything that we were, we, we talked about. But might be we, my
0: favorite in town. It's up there. It's like the top two or three.
1: But when we found out it wasn't homemade, we're like, no, they can't win. And then somebody brought in roses. And it was unfortunate because it went uh. it went Torchies, then roses. And it was just a very <laughs> sad one two punch. Like, yeah, the roses queso does not hold up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's not bad. It's really not bad. But like we we, we literally went from Torchies to Roses. are like, man. Uh, but somebody tasted it. and They're like, "Oh man, that's Rosa's queso for sure." Like, and I'll taste it. Like, man, that's that's like really close to the Rosa's recipe. Like, I wonder who got that one too. And then we found out, oh, two teams went to the restaurants and picked up. And like, yeah, they can't win. Oh my um, gosh! But so they had they had three homemade ones. Um, one was it was pretty close to like a white queso. Uh, excuse me, with uh, rotel tomatoes, but fresh chopped jalapenos. Oh, nice. And it had the very appropriate uh, Christmas nickname, The Grinch, because it was a mean one, man. It was <laughs> sneaky, and it, it packed a punch. But it had great, like, that ended up being the winner, but they it had great texture. Anyways, had a blast. Really appreciate, Keith, uh, inviting us out there. Michael, you were unfortunately unable to make it, but we, uh, we finally stuck our foot in the door in, in f- legit food judging competition, we notched our first notch in the belt, if you will, with a KC carpet one queso cook-off. Uh, yeah. And Trent well, with the Grinch queso took home the uh, the golden cheese grater. They have they have a, they had a trophy. It was a like the like a really big cheese grater. They had spray paint in gold and it was stuck to a piece of tile, like a marble tile, and then a cheese head hat. Brilliant! That they that the, the winner gets to keep for a year. Casey, the owner, obviously of Casey Carpet One, um, did hand out some severe punishments to the two teams that brought in the restaurant quesos. Two year ban. Oh, <laughs> so they can't win for two years, supposedly.
0: Well, hopefully the other teams that had to drop out last second will be able to to come back in, and there'll be a, a good round of five next year, and you can you can go back.
1: Yeah, hopefully I'm invited back. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Casey did float the idea to the group. It's like, hey, what what would you think if like we opened this up and had like a, a community contest? Like, would that be well received? Or like, you'd have a lot of people coming out here to make absolutely. You queso. You'd have a lot of queso. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: I, I had queso from Qdoba and from Torchy's in like back to back days this week. The we, Qdoba we queso, queso down here. Yeah,
1: the Qdoba queso is 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 not bad. No, it's not. It's pretty legit. The, their chips are unique.
0: I do like their chips. They're they're really airy, kind of light. And pretty salty. That's what I was going to ask you, what was the vehicle? What kind of chips were there? They
1: were, I believe they were like, um, I don't know. I, I didn't see the bag. They just brought it in like a big container. That we just pulled out and put it on our own little boat. But it was the same chip for every case, so for everybody. Gotcha. But I, Which it had it was, to be. Probably the Santitos yellow corn chip.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, or the Standard. HEB version, maybe Casa, Casa Magnifique or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> Anyways, had a great time, loved it. Uh, no free ads, but Casey Carpet One, man. I I, I got some some great Casey Carpet One uh, dress socks out of the deal too.
0: Oh, nice. Well, and like I said, like you've said, no free ads, but if they take queso as seriously as they do carpet imagine what they can do for
1: you imagine that all right last thing up michael what did you learn man i i got a request a few years ago and
0: i can't remember we may had started the podcast but I, i'm not positive about this but 2018 or 19 something like that 2017 i did a uh but beef tenderloin for Christmas. It's been a it's been a hot minute since I've done I had done that, and my wife requested that I do that again, and I gladly mm. obliged. And luckily, I kept the exact same recipe I did last time. I was just going to share it with everybody. It's on AllRecipes.com. It's just called Grilled Beef Beef Tenderloin with Herb Garlic Pepper Coating.
1: It's by that's famed really it. USA Weekend columnist Pam Anderson.
0: that who there you go so pamela anderson wrote this (laughs) this recipe this beef tenderloin
1: recipe that'll take you about an hour and a half supposedly i mean good for her yeah
0: um yeah it's it's really simple it's i it's the only this will be only the second time i've ever made beef tenderloin and really it's garlic cloves olive oil Fresh rosemary, black pepper, dried thyme, and salt, and then that's it. You mix all the dry stuff together. You prep the meat just a little bit. You put all the you put all the dry stuff on the meat. You put the meat on the grill, and then you kind of do the not the reverse sear method. You kind of sear it first, really. And then let it come up to temp after. So it was it was really simple, and it just turned out fantastic. But this is one of those dishes where, yeah, it's simple because the piece of meat
1: costs a small fortune. Yep.
0: But hey, tis the season.
1: Hey, right. Speaking of, really quickly, um, we've done some prime rib for Christmas before.
0: I have never done. Did you like the bo- the bone in? Mm-hmm. The- Okay, um, I, that's something I want to do sometime.
1: So my, my mom is one that's bought it and cooked it, and then I've just been there to eat it. Mm. Um, we, My mom's coming to stay with us for, for about a week or so. Floated the idea of maybe doing a prime rib. Um, priced out of the store, I could get one for $63 from the meat cooler. Now, I'm sure it's a different size, but I checked Red Rudder Meats rater Red Meats. I, I can't remember which order, the order. It's in. I
0: think it's Raider Red.
1: rater Red Meats, for a cooked prime rib that will serve eight people, sixty-five dollars. Oh my goodness! I was like, well, why would I? Why would I spend two dollars less and cook it myself and mess it up? Why, if we're gonna do prime rib and we're gonna spend sixty-five dollars on it, I'll let them cook it for me. Thank you. Man,
0: yeah, that is a deal.
1: So if no you're still looking for it, uh, don't worry. It's all gone because I'm not going to let you get there before I do. Uh, they said I don't. Again, I don't know their their. Uh, um, you know if their stores are open now. I would assume so, but last I checked, you could do. Let me find it really quickly on their website. Before I tell you, and maybe it's been taken off. Nope. Beef smoked prime rib, uh, fully cooked in our facility and is ready to heat and enjoy. Prime ribs undergo a nine-hour smoking process, uh, packaged individually in thirds, can feed up to eight people. Mm. It's one third section of a whole prime rib.
0: So I don't know how big that is. I don't know. How, yeah, what's a what's a? Is that like nine? Is it nine
1: ribs? Whole prime rib roast. You get a third section of a whole prime rib cooked and packaged for you for $65. And then if you were to add it to the cart, because I know that they said, um, hold on.
0: What they say, shipping and handling? No.
1: Um, sorry, I, I, this is terrible. Um, I think if you order, like, it's basically ready next day for pickup. Oh,
0: but you still got to order pretty fast. I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, I don't know what their hours are this week, and how many they're 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 planning on churning out. But if you're looking for a prime rib, this may be the way to do it. Anyways, again, no free ads. And I don't want you guys to buy them out before I get a chance to do it myself.
0: He's, he was over there trying to order it right now.
1: I could well, see him. I'm, I'm double checking something because I, oh, I don't okay. want to give okay. you guys any false information. But uh, anyways, while we do that, I just Michael, we're wrapping up the end of the year. We'll do more of a Year end wrap up next week, along with our our well, we're going to be a little bit busy next week. But we got the podcast, the podcast. We got the got a basketball review times two, an instant reaction, bowl game prep, all wrapped up, and then a post game instant reaction the next the next day. um But you know, obviously we're we're coming to the end of twenty twenty two. Um, we'll get some thoughts on this calendar year yeah
0: and and merry christmas to you and yorn you
1: and yorn Yorn. yeah okay shipping update store pickup is free orders placed before 3 p.m monday through friday will be ready the same day orders placed after three will be ready on the next business day
0: it's reasonable so call Raider red and have him make you a prime rib, if you're still trying to figure out what to what to do special for that Christmas.
1: They do. Uh, they've got ribeye, glazed, spiral cut ham, sausage sampler, on top oh. of the smoked prime rib. So sausage sampler.
0: Well, now we're talking. All
1: right, that'll do it for us, Michael on the 23 personal Podcast. Uh, it's been a absolute pleasure. This season, this year, we'll get a final wrap-up and a Ole Miss preview out to you next week. Uh, but we've got Christmas first, man. So want to wish you guys Merry Christmas. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, from Michael and Spencer. really appreciate it. We'll catch you guys next week. And guns up.